Live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Good morning and good afternoon to our East Coast listeners. I'm your host, Thomas Terry, and today I'm joined by my producer, Kobe Jackson, and fantastic co-host, Grace Reddick. It's been a while since we've had a show, but I'm glad to be back in the studio with you guys, especially. So let's get right to it. But first, a word from our sponsors. Twin Peaks Restaurants and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio, located on the northbound fronted road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos. Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurants.com. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. Thank you, Grace. Now, today's date is Monday, January 21st, 2024. Do I have that date right? Yes, you, you do. No, I do not. It's 22nd. 22nd, wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's okay. It's okay. 2024, I keep making the same mistakes. But <laughs> this is the new year. This is the first show of the new year, guys. How are we feeling about it? 2024 so far. Being good, man. It feels good being back in the studio, being back in the normal classroom routine. It, it just feels good. Exactly. I'm just so excited to be back and get back into the groove of everything, you know. Break was a little bit long, so yeah. I'm definitely <laughs> uh, happy to be back. Yeah, it was a good long, though. kind of gave me the well-deserved, if I might, if I might add, no, rest. for sure. You know, for, for, sure. for, for sure. all of us. <laughs> we put, on, put in a lot of hard work, so now it's time to get back into the grind this spring semester. So talking about getting back into the grind, Texas State Athletics, Yes, sir. they have not taken a break. They've been going since, obviously, I guess, August. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> the men's football team, they participated in their first bowl game at the FBS level, the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl, back on December 26, 2023. Mm-hmm. And I can happily report, as you guys already know, Texas State came out victorious against the Rice Owls. Yes, sir. I mean, I had an opportunity to go and report that game with Paxton Graffin. I could just tell you straight up, the atmosphere was electric. I believe it. Yeah, I actually was able to attend the game because it was in my hometown. And literally, I've never seen that many Texas State fans ever. I mean, it's like they were coming in droves like but it was such an amazing experience and then I unfortunately did leave the game early just because it was so cold but I did see that um people stormed the field after the game and I was actually quite mad that I had left because I wanted to experience that but so happy for the Texas State getting that first win very incredible yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you were talking about the, the attendance. It was 26,542 fans combined. But I'm pretty sure three quarters of it were all Texas no, State sure. fans. Without a doubt. For so, sure. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, and me being the San Marcos native here, it's been, a, it's been a ride all season long, and I'm very happy to report. And just also note that Mr. Brian Halloway, the man that had two pick sixes in mm. the bowl game, has declared for the NFL draft. So we wish him all the best and hopefully yes, represents Texas State proud. But I mean, the bowl game was absolutely phenomenal. Jamal Jeter absolutely had a phenomenal game with three rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Ismail Mani had an unbelievable year. I mean, just a great year overall for the Bobcats. And now the real topic now is Mr. TJ Finley hitting the transfer portal. Yeah, as we all have seen in recent news, TJ Finley in the transfer portal currently has not committed to a school, I don't think, just Mm-mm. yet. I don't think, no, not yet. not yet. We've been closely monitor- monitoring the situation. For However, sure. we did get a quarterback back 
out of the transfer portal, Arizona, former Arizona and Washington quarterback, Jaden Delora. So Mm -hmm. he's an experienced quarterback who is no stranger to big games and everything. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure in G.J. Kenny's offense, it will be electric once again next year to see what they can do. But also talking about other players who have entered the portal and who is staying, Ashton Hawkins, wide receiver. Mm -hmm. He hit the portal and committed to Baylor University. But... (laughs) Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, right down the road, 35. But wow, another receiver that stayed, and I think this is huge, guys. Joey Ho- Hobart. I saw uh, that. Yes, that was. Yes, he is man. sticking around for another season, and I think that is just absolutely crucial for Texas State success. Success, don't you think? For sure. And um, on top of the people that Texas State is bringing in, they've actually added. 10 new players to the 2024 newcomer class. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see that. From Oklahoma, actually, they got a tight end, Blake Smith. So we're going to see what he's going to produce this year. I'm excited to see what Texas State is going to do next year. I feel like, you know, coming off of such a successful season, winning their first bowl game, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what they produce. We um, know we know that Oklahoma tight ends have. <laughs> you, know, I, you, know, I had to, you know, I had to put that out there. Yeah. Right? You, know, was, you know, I had to. I know, and I just had to. So uh, definitely excited to see what they're going to do. I would be remiss. I know we try to keep it 100% local here, but I would be remiss if I didn't mention that I think I saw your brother flash across my TV screen yes. the other night for the San Francisco yes. 49ers. Yes, so yes, I know that yes. was a happy moment for Dubs. you and your family. Man, we were sweating, but we are definitely excited for this upcoming game. You know, hopefully we can make it to the Super Bowl. Definitely, I definitely. <laughs> but also, Kobe, you talked about Ismail Mahdi. He is another pr- player that is returning for this season. Absolutely. So can you talk about how vital he will be for the Texas State office next I, season? I mean, you want to talk about just the amazing year he's had, not only on you know offensive, offensive side of the ball, but on special teams. Obviously, he had, I believe he had two kickoff returns on the season as well. So he is a very vital piece, not only on offense, but on special teams. And I mean, considering the fact that there hasn't been a Bobcat running back that has had over a thousand yards rushing in God knows how long. I mean, that's pretty special. And the fact that he is returning for another season will help this offense be more of a boost. And then obviously in the new quarterback as well. And then Joe Hobart returning I mean if I mean I know as they say you know as they say next man up but honestly they're keeping pretty much everybody other than you know other than Ashton Hawkins so I mean it's pretty it's pretty good let's hope you know spring training goes well I know spring uh spring training is not too far around the corner and hopefully the Bobcats can get something rolling early yeah definitely Kobe and just thinking about it with especially with the new playoff format yeah these returning players are so key for any football player any football program, to be honest with you, now in the entirety of the FBS level because these group of five schools have an opportunity to try and fight for a playoff spot. Now, mm-hmm. we were going over the schedule kind of for next season, the outer conference games. The big ones that I noticed were against Arizona State. Yeah. That'll be a home game mm-hmm. here in San Marcos and against UTSA, the I-35 rival, yep. South rival. So. To me, those two teams are the biggest teams that they need to watch out for. And if they can win those games and kind of put something together to go streaking into into, uh, conference play, they can really have a shot at the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. But one last team, too, that participated well in the fall semester, Texas State Volleyball. Guys, Mm -hmm. they made an appearance in the NCAA tournament. That is amazing. Now, Coach Sean Hewitt and club, they didn't necessarily go as far as they may have wanted to, but it was still just an amazing feat to just make it. So I definitely want to shout out KJ Johnson. She was a graduate student that 
participated in her last season. I mean, KJ was absolutely amazing for this team throughout mm -hmm. the entirety of the year. But did you guys ever have an opportunity to go to some of the games, cover the games? Yeah, I went to, uh, strangely enough, I went to their last regular season games against the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, it, the series that they split between, uh, between the two. And that, to be honest, that was their toughest matchup all season long. I know... I know that they have had better matchups, but just looking at the records, they swept but pretty much five out of the, I would say, seven Sunbelt Conference matchups, which honestly, I consider that as a triumph, in my opinion. So, but I mean, just, yeah, getting to them, and then obviously I watched the Sunbelt Conference tournament where I, I guess Lightning does strike twice, and they got knocked up by the JMU Dukes. And that was a tough, that was a tough one. You know, it was a tie series. Bobcats were winning eight to four in the final set. And then obviously JMU just started getting them aces, getting them kills. And they won, unfortunately, 15 to 12 in the final set that put them in the Sunbelt Conference Championship game. So, but hey, consider the fact that they did make the tournament and they got that tournament experience. Now they're hungry for even more next <laughs> season for the new returning players. Um, and just looking at the roster and looking at the underclassmen, they have, they are very deep with talent. Mm -hmm. um, you know, players like Samantha Wunsch yep. um, and then uh, Alyssa Ortega, who are sophomores, they Definitely. are very talented players, and it's going to be interesting to see what they do in their next season. And the other um, players on the team, freshmen, sophomores, who are just uh, still have time ahead of them to, you know, get the volleyball team to the NCAA tournament, you know, win a Sunbelt tournament. So I'm definitely excited to see what um, they're going to put together. Absolutely, guys. But we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have more local sports for you, Texas State men's and women's basketball, as well as some San Marcos High School athletics. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to KTSW San Marcos. Hey guys, welcome back. Once again, this is Thomas Terry alongside Kobe Jackson and Grace Reddick. Before we got off the air, we were kind of recapping the fall sports that made an appearance for Texas State this past semester, but I definitely do not want to leave out soccer. So <laughs> since we have Grace Reddick inside of the studio this morning, why don't we give him a little cut of the Reddick recap? Well, 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 uh, let's see. We definitely had, uh, I think we did pretty well this season. We're definitely looking to do better in our coming season, you know, especially with spring season coming up. Excited about that. Um, we did make it to the uh, Sunbelt Conference Tournament last year, and we actually had our first win in the tournament in school history, which was definitely oh, wow. something really big for us. Like, we've, in the past, we've made it to the tournament, but mm -hmm. we never have been able to get that win. So we were able to get that first win against Louisiana. We won 2-1, to one, and then we went on to face um, South Alabama. Man, that rival between South Alabama <laughs> runs deep. They ultimately uh, kicked us out of the tournament, and they lost 2-1. to one. But it was a good game. We were fighting. Uh, we were going back and forth. And, uh, man, um, we're looking for vengeance this coming season. But looking ahead for the spring season, we're playing some pretty uh, notable teams, such as Baylor, Texas. We played Texas at Texas, Baylor at Wake. Or, yeah, Baylor at Wake. <laughs> Baylor in Waco um, and then we play like say Edwards and then we actually are having an alumni game so we're definitely nice. uh, pretty busy this spring but I'm super super excited to just um, see what we can do and hopefully produce those re results against those big uh, name teams such as Texas and Baylor yeah definitely Grace I mean we think about any program no program starts off right at the top 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. A program exactly. has to, you know, kind of build from the bottom and keep building on yep. little wins and everything. And so like you were talking about having that breakthrough against Louisiana, that's mm-hmm. huge because Coach Steve Holman, he can continue to build with the program Absolutely. with exactly. the girls that he has and everything and just keep on going from there. So that's definitely huge. Thank and you. we're excited to see what you guys are able to do in the spring semester. Thank you. But since we are in the spring semester and we have basketball in full fledged, let's talk about Texas State women's basketball for a second. They dropped a 10-9 after losing to Arkansas State in the first game of the doubleheader, 57-53. That means that they are currently on a five-game losing streak and dropped Oof. to 1-6 in conference play. Now, Kobe, I know we had an opportunity to broadcast that game, but it looks like Grace might have something that's burning her tongue to get out. Go ahead. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so I know that the record is showing one thing, but I was actually able to report that game, and I was seeing something that was entirely different. Like, you know, they did ultimately lose, but just the potential and talent that they have on that team is something that I know they'll be able. And also, they have so many transfers, so many new Mm -hmm. people, and they are figuring out the kinks. They are trying to see what is working for them. And I know that eventually they will find that that secret way, like this, what is going to work for them. And I know that they will figure it out. And, you know, the only way or the only way to go is up from here. So um, just excited to see what they're going to pull together. Yeah. I mean, do you want to talk about the obviously me and me and Thomas were on the call for uh, for the game? I mean, we were talking about Izzy Higginbottom for Arkansas State, how oh. she was going to be the main the main girl is going to be a scorer, and turned out she was yes, the she leading was. scorer for the Arkansas State Red Wolves. She had 20 points, seven rebounds, and four assists. I mean, she was all over the place for the Arkansas State Red Wolves. And just for on Texas State side of things, we've been talking about Janiah Henson all season long. Yep. And Tiffany Tullis actually stepped up as well. She had nine points, five rebounds, and uh, two one assist. But she did have two turnovers on, on her own. And honestly, that was kind of the main story of, of this game is that the Bobcats, when they had momentum, it would stay up there. But once they lose it, it's almost like it, they were a ghost town after exactly. that. So, uh, I mean, another tough loss. That's now five in a row. That's now two losses now to the Arkansas State Rebels. They won't play them anymore for the rest of the Sunbelt Conference uh, season so but I mean yeah I mean this is a tough stretch for the Bobcats now losing five in a row and hopefully they can improve on that yeah and you know Grace and I were in the media press room when we were talking to head coach Zenere Antoine and she kind of reminded us as well that this is a team that last year won the regular season in the Sunbelt Conference yep. finished mm-hmm. with the best regular season record so this is a team that definitely knows how to do it at least at the helm mm-hmm. so that kind of trickles down to the players and we also mentioned it as well Grace you just did the amount of transfers on this team I mean Janiah Henson Tiffany Tullis this team is basically made up of transfers sure. and mm-hmm. in this day and age of transfer portal sports you have to be able to do mm-hmm. that and kind of yeah. be able to adapt so with a veteran team like this, we see the potential that they have, but we also see, like you said, Grace, how they had the puzzle pieces to put them together. Um, and But throughout the game, I was just amazed by Janiah Henson. Yeah. Every time I saw her, she was pulling up for a three. I was like, man, she was making it. She was making And then just her uh, able to play on both sides of the ball, she, she was going back and forth on the court. And just the speed she has, it was just so amazing to watch her just play. And then Morgan Hill, Tiffany Tullis, as y'all mentioned, were also on fire that night. So, um, you know, like I said, working out the kinks, and they'll definitely uh, be successful in the future. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad you mentioned those two players. Morgan Hill and Tiffany Tullis, those are going to be two players. Coach Antoine mentioned them as kind of swingman players <laughs> down low. She did. Yeah. she did. So 
if they can show their ability to continue to face up and space the floor, that gives Texas State another threat to Absolutely. really make them kind of, you know, hard to beat once they really get it together. For sure. And another player that I'm going to throw out there, too, that I've been advocating for all season long, Kennedy Claybrook. Yes. Yep. I had an opportunity yes, yes. to watch her once again, and her point guard playmaking abilities are really starting to develop. Mm-hmm. Um, Coach Antoine talked about it last year, how she kind of had to sit behind a fantastic point guard and the point goddess, Kennedy Taylor. Now, what a wonderful player to learn from because you can definitely see how her influence is shaped on Kennedy Claybrooks' game. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely a player to watch out for in the future as they continue to play. But Texas State women's basketball will face off against South Alabama on Thursday. This will be the first of two meetings. Kobe, do you kind of have a maybe pregame re or pregame outlook for that. I know that we're going to have an interview on Wednesday, so I'm not sure if they'll have time to kind of go over the sport as much as they want to. Yeah. Um, just kind of a quick preview, honestly, keep playing like you have been. I mean, just, I mean, just looking back at the game against Arkansas state, Arkansas state shot 16% from the three, from the three point line, but the Bobcats shot a uh, better with 34 with 30, roughly 33, 34%. And I think what really killed the Bobcats was the, fouls that were called because there were lots mm-hmm. of fou- uh, lots of fouls being called. I know Jalen Foster was struggling uh, trying to get calls and whatnot, but I mean, just kind of a preview. Keep doing what you've been doing. Obviously, South Alabama, they're coming off a lot. They were coming off a loss against uh, South Alabama of their own as well, so Obviously, there's room for improvement, and they're on the road and stuff for two for two games against South Alabama and Louisiana. So, I mean, just keep how you just keep playing how you've been playing, and hopefully, you can get the victory. Yeah, this is I'm looking at it now. The last five for both teams. This is really a get right spot for yeah. both teams. <laughs> for sure. South Alabama has dropped their last five. Texas State, as we said, you know their last five. So, somebody's gonna break a losing streak <laughs> on yeah. this day. Hopefully, for Texas State's sake, it'll be them. But kind of switching gears, there, I talked about how it was a doubleheader game in Texas State women's basketball, lost that one. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the men's team couldn't come through victorious either. They yeah. lost to Arkansas State as well. Now, that game was kind of interesting to mm-hmm. me, but more on that a little bit later. They dropped to 7-12 and 12 after a loss. It was 79-72, to 72, and they have lost seven of their last eight. They now also dropped to one and six in conference play. Mm-hmm. Now, Kobe, I know you kind of stuck around for the first half yeah. of that game. Can you talk about what you saw in the first half? I mean, the first half to me honestly had great success. To me, I think the Bobcats were really moving the ball a lot, a lot of passing, a lot of a uh, lot of man down uh, deep in the paint, and they tried to gain the shots up. I think what really killed them in the second half, because I watched the second half when I got home, is that the amount of shots that they were taking, some of them were just not going in. And honestly, that was, to me, that was kind of surprising. But the one thing that I've been specifying all season long is that the injuries have been a big bug for this Mm -hmm. Bobcats for this Bobcat team. But you talk about guys that are stepping up, like Caden Gums, the mm-hmm. the San Marcos native. He's been absolutely phenomenal for the Texas State Bobcats. Obviously, Brandon Love. We talk about Dylan Dawson, Jordan Mason as well, former Clark Hoover. Shout out to Jordan Mason. Um, but I think that was their main thing. Plus, also keep in mind, Arkansas State had four players in double figures in points. They have uh, Avery Fells, DeAndre Dominguez, Julian Lau, and Ty- uh Taryn Todd so I mean they had absolute they had a game plan for the Bobcats and they truly came out on fire against them but I mean just overall the game itself I think the Bobcats did pretty decent they shot 46% from the field so I mean in that case that's a win but obviously there is still room for improvement for this Bobcat uh, ball club yeah definitely and I'm 
glad you actually mentioned Avery Feltz. That was that was crazy how yeah. many three-point shots he was making there in the first half. And he really lit it up, too, in the second half as mm-hmm. well. But me and Clint Shields were talking about it last week when Texas State played against Arkansas State. They gave up 35 points to Kayla Fields. Jeez. This game, he only had eight. Mm. So that's improvement. definitely improvement. Mm-hmm. When yeah. you talk about keying in on the key players for teams on the opposing side of the floor. But... One thing that really bothered me, I don't know, I think you had already left by then, Kobe, but Texas State, their defense that they played against Isaiah Nelson. Isaiah Nelson is a forward for the Arkansas State Red Wolves. Mm. He suffered an injury. I know you probably saw the injury in the first quarter. It was some type of knee leg injury. injury. Yeah, Mm. he had some type of wrap on it, and they put him back in the game, Mm. and he could barely walk. I mean, and I was listening to Clint call, and he was – he was visibly frustrated because Texas State was not attacking him going down low to the post. Mm-hmm. Now, we know Brandon Love is dealing with an injury of his own of course. coming off of the um, dislocated toe. But to me, I think when you have a player like that who is vulnerable on mm-hmm. defense, you have to go after him, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially if you have a vulnerable pair, player like that. I mean, and I've talked about this on this show before. Knee knee injuries are not something you want to kind of risk around with. I know I've I've had a I've had a history of a knee injury of my own, but uh, yeah, I think I think the Bobcats that was something that they, maybe they just were trying to forget in their back of the mind and just played their way of bra- basketball. But I mean, that's honestly a cap. Uh, that's honestly something that they should have capitalized on and they didn't. So, I mean, that kind of where the story lies in this game, but you know, the game is over. We got to move on to the next, you know, take it game by game and just try to start building wins. I know there's been a couple of times where the Bobcats have had, tough losses but they have bounced back in big ways and start getting on a run and once they get on the run they are they're tough to beat yeah definitely and you mentioned jordan mason earlier i just wanted to talk about him a little bit too Mm -hmm. i mean last year we talked to coach tj and once again the entry bug just like last year this year but definitely last year jordan mason kind of had to step up as a freshman yep and that experience really kind of got him ready for this moment that he's playing in now Mm -hmm. Jordan Mason, I mean, he's been a dynamic point guard, a dynamic scorer, somebody who's not afraid of the big moment to drive and everything. That's been really cool. But for the last few minutes, I want to talk about San Marcos High School athletics. The women's basketball team, they fell to 18-7 after a loss to Judson. Now get this, guys. The final score, 39-33. to Yeah. Mm. That's a pretty low-scoring <laughs> low game, game yeah. but... I guess it talks about maybe defense, the defensive that, game, Kobe. Yeah, that's that. When you have a low score like that, that is basically a defensive game all across the board. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we've been talking about the San Marcos girls team. This is a way much better improvement than last season was. Obviously, last season they had a losing record. They didn't even, you know, even get into, you know, district play. This year, this is a whole different team. I mean, we've been talking about Ezra Tobias, the real speedster mm-hmm. on this Bob on this Bobcat Rattler team, and also Alicia Pearson as well she's been one of the real ball handlers on this team but i think the one thing that i've been noticing at least for the last couple games is that brooklyn harris her second chance opportunities have been really a big issue she would get the rebound and then she would just throw it up there she wouldn't even try to even look at the basket the basket to try to get the ball in she would just throw it up there for for, you know throwing up there for broke so i think that is something that that she needs to work on individually but as a team 
they've been playing really good basketball, even though they've had tough losses against the Civil Steel Knights and then obviously the Judson Rockets this past uh, this past Friday. There's a lot to be done. There is a lot of work to be done, and they're going against the New Braunfels Unicorns, one of the, I guess you could say, one of the newest rivalries in high school <laughs> basketball. So, but I mean, yeah, this is this is a really good girls uh, Rattler team, and you know, you know me, I always got to shout out the '91 '92 state championship team with my aunt Lisa, my aunt Lisa <laughs> Talengers on it. But I think this team has a lot of promise, and honestly, if they keep playing like they have been in previous week in previous weeks, then they'll have a strong contention for district. Now, Kobe, I'm gonna have to kind of stop you there. Brooklyn Harris, to me, although she kind of displayed that in the first part of the season, she's been electric, at oh, least yeah. in my eyes, the second part no, of the enough. season and everything. We saw the assignment that she had guarding McDonald's All-American Mia Hammond for the Cibolo yeah. Steel Knights. I think she did an absolutely amazing job, and she's displayed a lot of growth. Now, you are right. That was kind of the look in the first season. I know that it probably cost them a couple of games. Mm-hmm. Just maybe not having your sights set on the rim and the square on the backboard, but she has definitely improved as the season has gone forward. And that's somebody I'm really proud of as she's displayed growth. But talking about the San Marcos High School men's basketball team, I mean, my goodness, San Marcos, just a lot of losses in the area of Texas State and San Marcos. They lost to Judson and they fell to 20 and eight. Now, LSU football commit Ori Williams finished with 22 points, 11 rebounds, two steals, and two blocks. Oh, my god! Now, before I go any further, can somebody tell me how he is actually playing basketball as he's already <laughs> signed with don't Power know. 5, SEC, Powerhouse, LSU? I don't know. I don't know how that it has to be like some. I don't even know. Yeah, I <laughs> don't <mean>, know. <laughs> head coach. Dan Miller. Well, I'm talking about Brian Kelly oh, for LSU. Okay. I mean, I guess, do, do you think he knows that he's playing basketball for I him? think he does, and I, I I, think he wants to finish out. Because remember, he played basketball last, se- uh, last season as well, as well. So, I mean, I guess you could say in that standpoint that he wants to finish out his high school career on top with trying to, you know, be successful in basketball. But to think, he might play basketball at LSU. I know that's kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of out there, but I know, I know strictly he wants to focus on football, and obviously once football is done, then – uh, you know, obviously basketball kind of starts during the season, but I mean, I think he just wants to end this end his high school career on a on a good note. Obviously, one of the seniors, one yeah, one of the seniors on this on this Rattler team. So, but I mean, you talk about him and you talk about Cash Good as well, one of the returners from last year, and also J- uh, Zaire Jolivet as well. You know, they all participated in their you know successful season run last year, along with Malik Presley and Caden Gums. So. The loss is to be said about this men's team. Just honestly, the, that's where really the leadership lies in was with those three players. And they've kind of taken into their initiative to make sure that the younger guys can be more successful and, you know, have more discipline. Because, you know, even though it was a tough loss to the Judson Rockets, they got New Braunfels next, mm-hmm. which New Braunfels is no easy slouch either in 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 Texas high school basketball. So yeah, absolutely. Kobe. And since we're running out of time, I'm going to just kind of speed through that a little bit. They'll play new brothels in new brothels. I think our crew is actually traveling to yes. that game because mm-hmm. David Castaneda and I, we will be on the call for that one. So definitely excited for that game to see what that one brings. But as we've run out of time here for our local sports, why don't we throw it back to you, Kobe, for our weather update? Well, uh, it was pretty, uh, pretty wet this morning. If you guys woke up and head to class, it was currently 51 degrees. It's going to be a high of 61 it was a low of 39 this morning and then we're going to do tuesday's forecast it is a 80 percent chance of rain it's going to be a low Great. of 54 and a high of 65 <laughs> i should say that please be careful because i was driving back from san antonio last night and i'm not gonna lie i could not see 
really good instead of even though i had my wheelchair wipers on i really just could not see it was raining so hard on i-35 so for all of y'all traveling please 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 be careful please make sure you have your headlights on i know a lot of people forget about that sometimes so please be careful and you know hope to make the be uh, best day out of it thank god you made it back safe kobe yeah <laughs> but <laughs> yeah this concludes today's episode of vodcat radio if you enjoyed this broadcast and never want to skip a beat make sure to keep up with us by following us at ktsw sports on twitter Instagram, Spotify, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter. Oh, I already said Twitter. Well, you know, you get the gist of all of that. Be sure to listen, watch, and or follow Texas State and San Marcos High School Athletics in their upcoming matchups. From Kobe Jackson, Grace Reddick, I'm Thomas Terry wishing you a wonderful Monday. Now let's get you back to the other side of radio.